Hi all, uh, Jay here. Because the episode is related to the action horror movie Doom, some of the points we raise will not be safe for work or for the ears of the innocent. So please listen responsibly. Welcome back to another episode Doom. of the One Minute Never Spoken. <laughs> what was that? You said Doom. Ah, we're we talking about Doom, are we? No, I just thought I might yell it. Okay, fair enough. Um, yes, uh, if all the plans work out, we're doing this on Spooktober. So, etc. Um, <laughs> this is the Waffling Taylor Spooptastic Spookcast. Um, with me is Squidge, as always, because he's awesome. Squidge, how are you doing? Hello, Squidgy. Hello, Squidgy. Boo, Squidgy. Doom. Indeed. And with us is the amazing, absolutely wonderful... It's Lulu. How are you doing, Lulu? Hi! Yeah, I'm all right. Oh, good, 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 good. <laughs> you know, got a, a spoopy sound for us this year? Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty good, I've got to say. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent. <laughs> so, we're, 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 we've, we've, yeah, it's, try that again. <laughs> Yeah, so it's Spooptober, <laughs> and and it's 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 you know it's a pumpkin spice latte season. It's pumpkins are everywhere. Season. I actually went for a walk the other day in uh, in in a nice pumpkin little area near me. That uh, was that. You telling me you saying I'm showing off because I went for a walk? No, no. You said did you go walking in a pumpkin field? You know, nick a few no, pumpkins, I, grind them up, snort them. I did else. not go walking in a pumpkin field, but I did go walking in uh, around a little uh, wooded area near me and there was a pumpkin there somebody had carved it and just left it there with a cute little smile on its face like a proper wee sort of smile you know you saw the smile that i that i mean when you heard me say that sound wait a minute you went outside and touched grass um my feet touched the grass well my shoes touched the grass which is quite impressive really considering that i have to sort of hobble everywhere at the moment oh no yeah, yeah. Have you got a gammy leg? Yes. Ish. That's the, that's the medical term for it, yes. <laughs> gammy leg. <laughs> I went to see the doctor and he went, I'm sorry, Jay, you've got a case of gammy leg. The <laughs> <laughs> worst bit was he demanded a urine sample before he gave that day. <laughs> oh. See, I think they just do that, like, because they can. They do it for kicks. It's like, yeah. I'll, I'll show you what you, I'll get you to wee in a cup. That's what I'll do. <laughs> do that for kicks i showed them they did the reflex test on my knee i punched him in the face <laughs> my reflexes are weird <laughs> they work don't they <laughs> to a to a degree exactly <laughs> so yeah um yeah i was out i was out earlier this week went for a walk around a nice little wooded area nice little park and yeah there's just this solitary pumpkin just sitting there with a nice little cheery smile on his face Aww. you didn't go near it did you no, no, I've seen enough those Charlie Brown. Um, I've, I've seen enough horror films to know that if you go near it, it'll probably rise up and be like a 10 foot tall skeleton that oh. chases Well, it, it won't chase you down the street, it'll catch you because you can't run because you gammy leg. Because of me gammy leg? Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. 
I mean, it was probably on people with King King. Could be. Yes. Could be. Mm-hmm. To 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 clarify, it's not really my leg; it's my heel. But yes, went over on my heel a few weeks back, and it really hurts. And uh, yeah, but that's personal information. I can share that. I don't mind. Um, I had to buy a specific kind of brace, like uh, like the uh, the British tennis star Andy Murray wears, mm. to be able to actually get up and about. So that's fun. Hey. So what you're telling us is you've evolved into a hobble type Pokemon. That's it, hobble type Pokemon with a bionic foot. No, see, all I heard from that is I'm getting old. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lie. It hit me in the ibuprofen. Oh. Yeah, go on. Keep saying that. I'm only two years behind him. Go on. Keep reminding me. Well, behind. I'm, I'm not. Jay Look, and I are okay. the same age. I know I've got a sneak peek into the future, but you don't have to rub it in my face. If you, if you really want to get a hit in the ibuprofen, right? I, I was asked by someone the other day, "Can you set up my Mega Drive?" And I've brought this up on the on the Sonic Choose Month episode we're putting out. But um, I, I had to I had to look up, um, you know, what are the best channels to tune in a Mega Drive? And I ended up watching this video. Well, I ended up watching this video of this. Uh, Someone I can only describe as maybe a twelve-year-old teaching me how to tune a Mega Drive, tune a TV to get a Mega Drive going. No. And they said, "Here are the phrases." They said, "Take this round, weird, circular thing. It's not really a HDMI. I plug it in your TV, and if your TV doesn't have one of these, get an older TV." Oh no! They then they went the aerial, on to say, they? "Yeah, yeah, yeah, RF yeah, unit, yeah, the RF cable." They then went on to say, "Switch to the TV mode." don't know what this weird gray stuff on the TV is, but that, that'll tell you you're on TV mode. They go to, go to set up and go to scan and look for <clears throat> MHZs. I don't know what they are, but you need to find the right one. Oh, no. Right. I feel ancient. <laughs> I feel ancient. You remember being the person that was always dragged to someone's house, they gave you a remote, and you just suddenly fixed their TV problems because yeah. all remotes were the same. Yep. Yeah, remember yeah. those days? And now it's just, oh, just cast to this. It's yeah. on Netflix. Uh, oh, my God. So, yeah, I, I got that in we're real time. high level. Yes. Yes, I come with busted knees. <laughs> <laughs> we had knowledge knees. before the internet. Yeah, true. <laughs> You have busted knees. I have a busted ankle. What have you got that's busted, Squidge? Everything. Everything is broken. Everything falls apart and then crawls off. Hooray! (laughs) (laughs) Insert Vuvuzela noise. Uh, That's just the sound of me getting out of a chair. Oh, God. Seriously, like if I sit down for too long these days, my knees just kind of go. What are you doing? No. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you're joking about making sounds as you're getting out of a chair, but I've been doing that since I was 14. I've been doing that for 20 years, and mostly it's just to freak people out. I don't need to do them sounds, but I've got so used to it that I do it when no one's around as well. And, and if I you didn't do it, I make sounds when I'm sitting down. <laughs> I need, you know, I need to prepare like my lower half oh, for the bending motion. <laughs> <laughs> You're just engaging blood circulation. Come on, keep going. Wind the crank. Wind the crank. Blood's in the left leg. Give me another minute for the right leg. To the winch, winch. <laughs> <laughs> the winch, winch. 
<laughs> it's oh, like gosh. I can predict the weather by how much my knees hurt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, they're, they're, they're killing me today, so it's not a good day outside. <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to stop you from going outside and hurting yourself. That's what yeah. it is. They're doing you a favor. Yeah. Yeah. If I fall over, it's fatal. <laughs> yeah. oh, That's what coffee tables were invented for. I swear, you well, get up, you bash your knee, I best stay in. <laughs> yes. Yes. On second thoughts, outside is a t- is a silly place. <laughs> outside is a silly place. Let's not go there. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's to it's prevent you to to going out of the house and just think you know what, be where you're sitting and where the 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 door to go outside the house. I'm here, but to your left, where I'm not, is the kitchen where we keep the biscuits. Yes. <laughs> Oh yeah, I know. I know coffee tables tricks. That's why we get them when we're old. It's to stop us going out the house. <laughs> Dropping truth bombs. Forget doom. I'm here all week. That's it. Bridges <laughs> truth, truth bombs. That's it. <laughs> Bridges truth bombs. New text message tone. You're welcome. I, <laughs> I expect my royalty checks any day soon. Right, I'll send you that three p in four years. Yes, <laughs> that, that'll be money owed on interest. Right. <laughs> so we're we're talking. We're gonna we're gonna be talking about Doom then, That's which is our video game movie of the week oh. or of the of the spooky Spoop. season. Spoop. I have to say, right, I legitimately jumped once during this movie. And it was the first one as well. And I feel terrible that the first jump scare got me, but it got me. Aww. First jump scare? I'm trying to think what that is. It's it's the, um, it's, uh, oh gosh, it's the pipe that drops down in front of a kid. And he goes, whoa. Uh, that oh, one, did, did, so that's what? the second one, because the first one is the, the monkey. Yeah. The, so uh, is is the, that where the yeah. the pipe drops and then the can't remember is it goat? Is that the part where where he, he kicks that down the stairs and then goat goes Jesus Christ and then says no, I took his name in vain. That's way later. That's way later. Right. Um, when the pipe proceeds to spread strawberry jam on his arm. That's it. Um, the, the pipe drops is when they uh, when they very the very first time they all split up and go off in different directions, and kid goes with. The guy who's meant to be like a weirdo, Paul, um, and he asks, "Yeah, yeah," and he asks him for some drugs. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Anyway, right? Yes. With that all being said, we're talking about Doom. This is a movie that came out. Oh gosh, when was it? Two thousand and five. It was, oh, and it even had. I was young. Yeah. Right? <laughs> oh, remember we could bend our knees back then. Don't start that again. Well, I could. I don't know about you. <laughs> so for, those of, <laughs> for those who aren't aware, Doom is based on the video game of the same name. Although, Very really, I feel, like it's, I feel like it's more based on Doom 3 <laughs> than Doom, right? Because the BFG design is the same. It has the very spoopy um, dark layouts. It has the lights that go off, the flashlights that go off. And it has like it just feels more Doom Three than Doom. When Doom Three come out, I'm gonna have to look this up. I two thousand and four, two thousand four. Doom, Doom, 
I'm trying here. I can't remember dates. Yeah, but... 2004 was Doom 3. Yeah, yeah. Oh, get in. That makes sense. One point yeah, for Squidge. Now, with Doom, I will say I love Doom. Yeah. I absolutely love it to pieces. But just because I love something doesn't mean I can't rip it apart. So I'll start off the uh, the ripping <laughs> ripping apart by saying, why is Doom a stealth film? Uh, because up up until they go back through the arc to Earth, yeah. where shit, it's the fan. It's a stealth film, apart from like two or three fight scenes. Yeah, I I, I think that's I think that's mainly <laughs> yeah I think that's mainly because they're meant to be like the the twenty first century version of like the super duper futuristic spacefaring f- uh, version of uh, U.S. Marines, right? And it's meant to be spoopy rather than. Run around shooting things. I think you can plot. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, you, you have to hol- you have to Hollywoodize uh, uh, an IP which is beloved, and you can't have balls to walls action all the way through because after fifteen minutes, the audience will switch off. But I expected a bit more. <laughs> you mean they didn't switch off within the first five minutes? I mean, I didn't. Don't know about you. Yeah. Well. I managed to retain that amount of attention. You know, don't know how. But I did. I think it was mainly because I heard, before I actually watched it, someone mentioned to me that most of the bad guys are guys in rubber suits. And I just thought, I need to watch this. It's not all CG. Mm. Although what I will say is, if, if I was in charge of the marketing for Doom, I would have on the poster, it would be um, inspired by Red Dwarf Doom. <laughs> yeah, that, that that that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I've got nothing to add to that. No, no funny little quip. Just that's fair. I mean, okay. So we may as well end the episode there. Roll the credits. Bye, everyone. <laughs> bye. Um, bye. Have a bit of a time. <laughs> I've been waiting ages to say that. Yeah, inspired by a red dwarf because it bloody is. Yeah. What makes you say that, Scrooge? Guys in rubber suits. Right, is that it? it just, to me, that's Red Dwarf. Okay. <laughs> it just is. Any, any. I mean, there are there are films that do it really badly, but any film where it's practical effects, if it's done, like, middling to badly, it's Red Dwarf. If it's done awesome, it reminds me of Stan Winston's work. But this is just, like, Doom in the Red Dwarf universe. You know, while while the mining, while the corporate mining ship Red Dwarf is in the other side of the galaxy on Earth, this is what's happening. Maybe so. Maybe that is a, exactly a special right. effects artist has gone nuts when he went to Mars. There's no ethical rules, so he decided to you know take everyone out. And the only people that were on board with his idea, he, he made them up so special forces could come and murder people in Mars. I don't, there's no logic behind it, but you know, gets more dark than what it actually is. But that's what it is to me. You know. Yeah. It's like a movie FX, but set on Mars. <laughs> oh, man. I think you've just stumbled on something there. We need FX on Mars. That's what we need. Clown suit fighting a, a, a Hell Knight with a chainsaw. Absolutely. <laughs> I've had very little sleep as well. Okay, right. Just real quick. Um, so I, I have a number of pieces of trivia 
and I, 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 I don't want this one to be true. Apparently, Rosamund Pike turned down the role of Rita Skeeter in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire to be in this movie. What? Yep. If that's true, you fool. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's all I can say. There's just there's no other insult other than you fool. Rita Skeeter? She would have been pretty good for that. Why did they want Rosamund Pike? Why didn't they just ask um, Dwayne Johnson to be Rosamund Pike? Because he's been in everything else. <laughs> any sort of Hollywood action movie, right? Any, any sort of Hollywood action movie, right? When they say, "Oh, I've got this this interesting lead," the first question in the pitch would be, "Should we get uh, Dwayne Johnson to play him?" Then, I mean, to be fair, we're kind of going through that at the moment with Tom Holland. Did yeah, you, did you see that Netflix made a big joke about that? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then Good there's always Netflix. one person saying, "I can't believe they're still making, you know, Zelda a, a boy." You know, how long has that been going? Uh, Why is Zelda a boy? You uh, fucking numpty. It's Link. Even I made that mistake <laughs> once and then didn't again. Yeah. It's like, why is a video game called Legend of Zelda when the main character is called Link? Uh, <coughs> that's me having an aneurysm. Yeah, thank you very much. Play it and you'll find out. <laughs> yes. Who's who's got time to play things anymore? Seriously, they they just watch <laughs> playthroughs on YouTube, but they don't watch the listen to it while they're, they're looking at TikTok all day. <laughs> not not watching TikTok, but uh, I will what I will listen to a video game while playing another video game. <laughs> yeah, I do that. I do it on fourteen all the time. I'm like, oh yeah, so and so has just put out a new video of insert game here. I'll listen to that while I'm grinding on fourteen. <laughs> Yeah, but that's RPG grinding, though. You can't listen to the same music all the time, can you? Oh, God, no. No. I end I up love... muting the game and doing something else. It's like, Soken, I love you. You're a musical genius. But if I have to hear Lahi another time, I'm going to go nuts. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you should do? You should just, just make that sound as you walk about life. Just like you open it up. Lahi. You get something from the fridge. Lahi. Well, don't Something get me wrong, when I door. first heard that song in the Shadowbringers trailer, I was like, oh, that's really cool. It's just a vocal track. Now, every time I go to the area, I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, do it, do it anywhere. You know, go to doctors, hospital appointments, anywhere. You know, you, you, you're walking through the high street, your headphones on, you do it at high pitch as you can, and then just keep walking like you don't care. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the song's a meme anyway. So can memed it. He's great. <laughs> anyway, aren't we getting a little off track here? <laughs> We're always off track. We're never on yeah, track. You have met us before, right? <laughs> yeah. Runaway train never coming back. So okay, it came out in you said two thousand eight, right? What was did did it make a profit or two thousand five? Yeah, two thousand five. So, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it had an original budget of uh, somewhere between sixty and seventy million dollars, and it made fifty eight point seven million dollars. I mean, how much did they pay the Rock? Probably about fifty million dollars. Yeah. This was right no. at the beginning of his, his 
I was going to say, surely it wouldn't have been that much because it was right at yeah. the start of his acting career. Yeah. Mm. He only did a few movies before that. and he, he wasn't. I'm not saying he wasn't that good, but he was still learning. You can tell. So, Are we talking about the Scorpion King here? The what? The Scorpion King with the horrendous um, uh, CGI that What's, what's the Scorpion King? I've never seen this film. It's probably been scrubbed by, from my memory. The Mummy series? No, it's been scrubbed from my memory. I don't, yeah, I, be I, grateful. I don't recognize be grateful. Scorpion King. Yeah. Be grateful. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Just be grateful. <laughs> Some of us aren't that lucky. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I don't think he would have been paid mega bucks for it because it was at the start of his acting career. And I think I think they put him in a lot of stuff back then because they were hoping that it, he'd have pulling power from like his wrestling audience but his wrestling audience i'm imagining obviously i'm not into wrestling so if i'm wrong i'm sorry but i'm imagining his wrestling audience were like no we want to see him in the ring not on the big screen yeah uh i mean i don't know i mean he's he's gone on to do incredibly well in oh yeah he's got that oh yeah he's definitely gotten better at his craft yeah yeah right isn't he black adam at the moment yes he is so, yeah, he's done really well for himself from such cringy, humble beginnings. I mean, he's he's gone from being in movies at the beginning of his career to Black Adam, where, from what I've been reading, he kicks the shit out of Superman. So that's not bad, bad going, is it? You start off, you know, you're not quite good at acting, and the, the pinnacle of your career today is you beat the shit out of Superman. Yeah. No context needed. You know, I yeah. call that a good rise to fame. Yeah, that's pretty good. Today, Superman. Tomorrow, I don't know. God. <laughs> Weird Al Yankovic. I don't know. Something like He's going to be in the next Harry Potter film and just beat the shit out of him. Sidebar, though. If you haven't seen the trailer for um, the Weird Al Yankovic movie, you really, really should. I haven't it, seen the film, but I've could. seen the trailer. It is a yeah, big yeah, yeah. trailer. It's uh, Daniel Radcliffe, right, playing Weird yeah. Al? Yeah, brilliant casting choice. It is. Well, I mean, it, it's it's because um, you know because he makes parodies of music, right? And yeah. So his his bio his bio his biopic is a parody of music biopics, which is why yeah. none of it makes sense and none of it is. Re- and he's in the movie as well. Excellent. Several times he's in the trailer. He's a, he's a studio executive, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. Excellent. So, yeah. But yeah, I haven't seen the movie, watched the trailer, loved the trailer. Absolutely. Got it. I've, I've just sussed it out. I know where yeah. most of that budget went for the movie. Well, the Doom budget. Yeah. It's the beginning of the film where when Rock, when, when the, I'll just call him The Rock, it's easier than Dwayne Johnson. When The yeah. Rock isn't in his full gear, it's covering up his skin to cover up all his tattoos. That's where all the budget went. I don't I, think he had that many. I don't think he had no, all he the tattoos back then. He, he had quite a lot. Did he? I don't remember. Yeah, that. Not I, remember then, yeah. I think I, th- I think he had the um, the the one over his. I want to say left pec. One, one one of his pectoral muscles, the one that covers his whole shoulder. I think he had that at that point. Oh, oh, I don't okay. remember that. Yeah. I thought that was more recent, but I could be wrong. I'm not. You know, like I said, I don't avidly follow the dude. Mm. Fair enough. But yeah, I, th- I think most not of it just went quit. through. <laughs> yeah, just just roll around some foundation. <laughs> You know, then 
<laughs> There's your cue. Go, go do your scene, and then we'll. we'll, we'll I'm really you worried down. about the fact that you made that noise. Then, Scritch. I've always been able to make that noise. You know, well, no, I, after that scene, we'll 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 take all the crap off, get you in a jumpsuit, and you don't have to change costume after that. Mm. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's why they had him in the jumpsuit the entire time. Probably. How many extremes was that team? A lot. The, the, the team that they have, you, you've got Portman, who's the degenerate, quite mm-hmm. epically so. You've got the new kid on the block, which is Kid, you know, inventive naming. You've got Sarge, who's a no-nonsense guy. You've got Reaper, who seems to be the only competent one. Mm-hmm. You've got Duke and Destroyer, who, because I've, for some reason, I don't know why, I've actually read the book version of this and it gives you more backstory, but Destroyer saved Duke, but you don't know much about Destroyer. Go is a preacher. Oh, he believes in God. And I'm missing someone. Oh, yeah, Mac, because he does barely nothing in the film. He's just enemy fodder. Um, oh, yeah, he's the Japanese guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember what? him, like, there was, like, a funny casual racist joke there about his name. Yeah. Yeah, why do they call you Mac? And he just says, Katsuhiko Kumanosuke Takanashi. Oh, so, Mac. Mac. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, casual racism. <laughs> I, I can understand yeah, you need a, a, you know, a diverse cast of characters, but that's the, the sort of went right. So we need people with a little bit of personality. Let's go to all of the extremes. Mm. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so here's the thing I really appreciated when I watched this movie back in the day, and I still appreciate it now. Spoiler alert. All things are the rock away. doesn't play the good guy right I really like that i did actually like that twist back Same. in the day yeah, even though he's called sarge and even though he's like sarge would be the name of the character in the game i really like that he wasn't the wasn't the good guy i like that yeah no that was that was a good little like head flip especially for um, a movie that let's be honest it it wasn't one of those where you need to really pay attention to it no. So having that little twist in there was like, oh, okay, fair play, fair play. I, I don't mind this. Mm. But then they kind of build it sort of very subtly from the beginning. So if you are actually paying attention and not just like, you know, going to take brain out and just enjoy this action flick for the next like hour or so, mm. you kind of do pick up that that's where it's going. Because, you know, re- watching it again recently and knowing that he does end up being, you know, in quotations, the bad guy. You sort of see it very early on. Yeah, his gradual decline into getting yeah. more aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which, I mean, it's it's going to be, I mean, this is kind of cheating, but one of the, you know, the, the, the one or two scenes we're going to talk about, I'm, I'm just going to briefly go over every single scene that's in the medical lab. Mm-hmm. But every scene that The Rock is in, because before those scenes, he must have been watching some Bill Shatner Star Trek. Because he, he, whenever he's in the med lab, he chews the scenery. I think that's the, the correct term. He just, oh, Christ. Just him trying to be intimidating makes me laugh. And yeah. the way he says stuff. Oh. Yeah, especially when, you know, you remember that he's in Moana and that, you know, what can I say except you're welcome? 
gum. It just popped <laughs> into your head. Or I just every, every time that he went towards the Sam character asking questions, you know, like what what not what have you been working up on here, but it yeah, what have you people been working on? And then you get the close up look of him trying to be intimidating. I just thought, can you imagine him in the actual scene and his brain's going, don't raise the eyebrow, don't raise the eyebrow, don't raise the eyebrow, don't raise the eyebrow. <laughs> oh, shit, went yeah, he suddenly gets, He suddenly gets, like, uh, just forgets where he is and goes, if you're somewhere. <laughs> he was doing a lot of smell the fart acting as well. <laughs> yes. Yes, he was. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Joey Tribbiani. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> I know... Um, <laughs> I can't remember his name now. The guy who played Reaper. I should know this. Uh, Carl Urban. Yeah, Carl Urban. Because I actually his... made a note that just says, Hello, Carl Urban. <laughs> yeah, he, um, a lot of his, you know, the the extreme realizations of, oh my God, that was what I call explosive smell of fart acting. Yeah, that's that was like I... all of a sudden <laughs> from no face to, oh, you know, that's explosive <laughs> smell of fart. But what have you eaten? <laughs> yeah. It's it's just those those medical scenes uh, where, where they're in the med lab. It's if, there seemed to be some sort of story progression whenever he's not there. Yeah. The minute he walks in, all the cameras are on him, and he is chewing that scenery. Yeah, it's like it's all about him, and I don't think it was meant to be like that. But that's what I saw, and it's sort of like I I just. You know, I've watched it that many times. I'm pretty sure at one point I thought, just start, just start beating people up. Yeah. You know, throw your gun down, throw some hair makers, choke slam some a few people. Just do it, just once. Yeah. Please. I would have made good money to see the Rock drop the elbow on a bunch of zombies, just a big pile of zombies, and he runs up, leaps into the air, and just drops his elbow whenever. That would have been. Yeah, brilliant. I will, I think that's that's something I was quite surprised by is that they, um. Well, I wouldn't say surprised, but kind of glad that they didn't do was like try and incorporate some wrestling moods so that he, yeah. it was like it's kind of like a eh, eh, remember he was he was yes. a wrestler. Eh, eh. That's, that's a know. trope with anything wrestlers in, isn't it? Well, yeah, because like they, they just have to do it, don't they? So I'm glad that they 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 steered away from that from like um, at the end of the movie where he's like going toe to toe with Carl Urban in a fist fight. And I was like, because again, it had been years since I'd watched the movie. And I was like, does he do a wrestling move? I can't remember. And watching it again, I was like, oh, okay. It kind kind of, but it's not like super in your face. No, he does one, but it's kind of, unless you've seen wrestling, you won't recognize it. Yeah, or you're probably exactly. not going to recognize it. Yeah, exactly. It was organic to the scene. It wasn't like a, eh, eh, you know, like I say, a nudge, nudge, wink, wink kind of. Eh, remember, mm. nudge is the same as a wink to a blind bat. You know. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I'm glad that they they steered away from that as much as possible. I mean, yeah, it was inevitable that they were going to put you know slip one in for now, but <laughs> <laughs> no context quote alert. <laughs> right um but yeah no they could have made it like just essentially a, a a wrestling scene and they didn't it was like for the most part it was just two dudes duking it out how much that's true says so a question i know i noticed this because i've seen it that much how much of the movie did you see or did you pick up on where they re-recorded someone's voice in the studio and put it in afterwards? Oh, oh my God. Is it so ADR? Yeah. It's called ADR. There was so much it's of it. It's called looping. 
yeah. Looping when they go back to the studio and re-record it. God, Lord, there was so much of it. I watched it with my headset on, and um, when I watch movies, I always have the surround sound on because um, I've got a surround sound option on my headset, yeah. and it's really jarring. It's really noticeable that they've it's like gone back. Center in in um, surround sound, and it? it's just in your face. There's no. It's not like it would be in a scene where you hear it. It's just in one specific direction, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's just like it's in your skull. But yeah, lots of that, and it's like, huh? I wonder what they swapped the line out for. Or was it spontaneously yodeling? Yeah, you know, like was was they yodeling, or did they kind of go, "Mm, that doesn't sound right, or for whatever reason, did it not pick up very well initially when they recorded it, and they're like, "You're going to have to re-say that line." Mm. Like it could be any number of things, but yeah, it got a little bit jarring at one point. It's there's only a few times it does it, but it's sort of if you if you're not really paying attention, your ears prick up, as it were, mm. and you go, "What was that?" Go back a bit. Yeah, it was. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. No, I I did notice that. Little little bit, little bit odd. Mm. So what what do we think of the actual? plot of it then considering that i know considering that the original (laughs) game is a soldier punches out his superior officer for reasons i can't remember it's been ages since i've read this he gets sent to mars to go on patrol outside of a hangar the portal of hell opens up because uac and science yeah and then he's the last remaining survivor and he has to fight his way through this military base on Mars, and then other things happen. To they have a chromosome they find on Mars, cultivate it, and start experimenting on people. Well, that definitely wasn't the plot in the movie. Uh, it it kind of was the plot in the movie. Yeah, I, I, I didn't put a cutting point, so but it's, fast. yeah, I went by it so yeah, fast yeah. it was. There was a problem in the film. The, the 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 monsters start wreaking havoc, and then when the team get there, it's slowly revealed that this extra chromosome was found on skeletal remains. They cultivated it and started experimenting on prisoners because there are no ethics on Mars, and oh, the prisoners yeah, started killing yeah, people. Yeah, you're right. yeah, yeah. Sorry, I went by yeah, way yeah, too yeah. quick there, but that's essentially yeah, the, the plot. The storyline is 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 like. Like the actual, if if they'd have spent, okay, right, I'm going to complain about uh, if they'd have spent more time on the storyline in a movie that is about shooting demons on Mars, right? <laughs> this if, if the storyline itself would make it for an interesting film, right? Because it is quite literally, like at the beginning of the film, they mentioned in 2026 something was found on Mars, and then it whips past you, but it's like 20 years later, right? Um, and and bits of the story revealed in exposition during the times when like the audio is way off kilter and people have it's been re-recorded later on and stuff like that. Mm. But the idea is that they found that like Squidward, they found this this weird thing on Mars and they started investigating around it. And it turns out that there's a group of people who died there. They are human-like, but they have an extra um, an extra chromosome that humans don't have. Yeah. Um, and then they started experimenting to extract it and see if they could like re-inject it into humans or whatever. But like Squidge said, because there's no ethics there, and it's very hint- very easily hinted at at the beginning when um, oh gosh, what was what's her character called? Rosamund Pike's uh, uh, Sam, uh, Sam, 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 Sam. 
Sam Grimm. Yeah. yeah, Samantha Grimm, right? She says something along the lines of, somebody says something like, what, you test nuclear weapons out here? And she says, yeah, would you rather it was here where everything's already dead or in your backyard? Right. Mm-hmm. So they are already sort of hinting at the fact that they're doing it here because it's safer, but also because there's no no need for ethics and morals and stuff. So they're already sort of hinting at that. But yeah, the story, the the important bits of the story are just sort of thrown at you really quickly in the middle of quick fire conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. It's kind of hard to follow. Although I will say I was kind of disappointed considering it's a, a science base on Mars. There's no Starbucks. <laughs> come on they've got one on the moon why not on mars yeah yeah <laughs> yeah also the fact that it like you know the first title card is like oh in 2026 this happened and then 20 years later i was like 2046 is like futuristic what i'll be 60 mm-hmm. in 2046 that's not that far away and you're expecting Absolutely. me to believe that we'll have space stations on Mars in the next 20 years? Get up. <laughs> well, you say that's unrealistic, but Escape from New York is set in 2012, I think. Mm. Or 2018, something like that. So it's not that far away. You know, when it was released, yeah, it was a long time in the future. But, you know, when you look at you look at it, what, 10, 14 so, sorry, 15, like 15 plus years later, it seems a little far-fetched, but when you first watch it, it's like, yeah, I can believe that. Yeah, but you got to remember that this film was initially written in 1999. Yeah. Right, when 2046 did seem like a very yeah, far, fair, like very long period. But also, time. my main gripe is, where are my flying cars? Yes, and <laughs> what I want to know is, in 2046, have they managed to make uh, a rug, a hair rug, that doesn't look ridiculous? Oh, a wig, you mean? Yeah, a wig for for, for, for men that are that are that are shying in the follicle department. That's all I want to do. Follically challenged, is that Follically challenged because it's it's not ethically go. right to say a bold anymore. Um, any sci-fi film <laughs> that I watch or anything set in the future, the first thing I want to know is: is wigs for men? Do they look realistic? I don't know. I mean, like I watch a lot of like hair videos because you guys know I'm into like hair stuff and they, hmm. they are coming out with really good toupees for men nowadays that like hmm. if if you didn't see the process of how it was made you wouldn't know that this gentleman was wearing a piece they're that good so is the test like going water skiing still if it stays on yeah just out of interest is that the actual test yeah right, no, you, you it's, it's, on it's like go a water temporary skiing. glue that they put yeah. on so like i think it's like six to eight weeks this glue will obviously start to degrade and then you can go and get it redone um but yeah it's like wow <laughs> i'll have to send you some videos because it's kind of low-key impressive mm. so interestingly though to, to your point there squidge um <laughs> they actually talked about this when they were putting together um star trek the next generation because somebody talked to Gene Roddenberry and said, why are you hiring um, Patrick Stewart? He's bold. You can't have a bold leading man. See? Pearl Grey, hot. Of course it's hot. What do you want in it? Nothing. And he said, by this point in the storyline, nobody cares about hair loss. Mm. It's just something that happens. Yeah. People don't care anymore. So maybe that's it, Scrooge. Maybe in the future, if you're a Marine, nobody cares. Simplify and all that. I mean, definitely send me those links to those videos, Lulu, because the day I start to go balding, I'm just going to shave all off and super glue an afro to my head. I'm looking forward to that. Afro man. 
But but a multicolored afro like the the dancing zombies in Plants vs Zombies. No 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 neon pink that glows in the dark. Oh okay that's all right. Nice. I've already got I plans. Glows in the dark. I like it that way. When you know when there's a power cut or when you've got the light switched off, you can still see. I like it. I have. You just reminded me real quick. We'll get back to Doom in a second. I have a T-shirt and it's here somewhere, right? And it was a cha- it was a charity T-shirt for a Games Done Quick thing, and they always do like uh, Super Metroid. And at the end of it, it takes less than a second to save the animals when everything's when there's a self-destruct going on. You can save the animals, waste a second, or miss them and go. And it's because it's a charity event. It's a massive donation incentive, and they get a lot of money for it. So I got a T-shirt, and it's a picture of Samus, and in sort of like um, I suppose a hostage note. It says "Save the animals," right? But in like newspaper clippings. When you turn the light off, Samus's face goes from her face to like a skull version of it, and it says "kill the animals." Every time I wear that and I turn the, the light off, it scares the shit out of me because <laughs> it catches my periffs. I look down and go, "All oh, right." <laughs> I wouldn't mind, but I've had the t-shirt for two years, and every single day I wear it, it scares the shit out of me. You number. <laughs> <laughs> So, Doom. So, so, come on. Who else has got a scene? I've already right. said about one of them. I won't mention the glaring one towards the end, which is my other one, but has anyone else got a favourite scene? Yes. Kissing guns is macho. Macho gun pointing is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It, are my are my notes that I made? <laughs> I've, I've I've just got the the minute you said kissing guns is macho. I've just got a picture of two of the weapons with like drawn on cartoon eyes and like the the wiggly lines underneath to say they're embarrassed. You know, <laughs> that'd be a cut of the film. I'd love to see something super that. You, <laughs> the waifu version of Doom. <laughs> But yeah, no, it was just like, I get it because it was the, you know, it was 2005 and that was a thing. But it's just like, look, watching it was so cringy. Like, oh, look, I, I'm so macho, so butch, so manly. Mwah, kiss my gun. And then it's like, you know, and then I think it's after they go through the arc that they're doing their, their gun posing. And it's like, yeah, I got to pose with my gun to look even more macho and butch. And it was just like, the cringe the cringe the testosterone i can taste it pretty much i was like am i gonna start growing a beard <laughs> they use it like twice the gun cap yeah is to yeah. check the guns and then when portman's calling for backup in the bathroom mm. that's it that's the only time they're using it i'm thinking technology can't be that good one of them right must one of them because of budget costs must have like a, a usb uh, power back right yeah connected to a webcam that's duct taped to the screen yeah i've got like a raspberry pi on the other side it must be they can't all have awesome webcams like that yeah they can't all, all massive yeah. cameras one of them's got like the cheap budget version you know i get the feeling that they did the uh the gun cam bit so that they could then hand wave and excuse the first person shoot a bit towards the end mm. of the movie Mm. Yeah. Like, oh look, we've 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 enabled it in you know in the universe. You can actually watch the video of the person walking through, and there's a camera on the gun. I get that, 
But it, again, like a lot of things, it was very, it was like subtly mentioned. Mm. It was like, we'll just mention this and then move on. Doesn't matter because you're not here to learn about um, the, 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 the reasons for why they are demons and why they are zombies and all this kind of stuff, although they're not really zombies, right? You're not here to learn about that. You're just here to hear um, the rock say, Sampify motherfucker, and to shoot demons on Mars. That's what, And it's like they knew their audience, but they were trying to perhaps make it a little more smart for people who... I hated saying that. I really hated saying that. <laughs> but like to give it some intelligence, I guess, give it some reason for the story being there for the people who are watching it, who aren't just watching it for, I want to see the testosterone man kiss his gun and then <laughs> testosterone. That should be a topping on a pizza. Anyway, um, shoot, <laughs> it is, isn't it? shoot the gun at the thing, right? Mm. While we're complaining, I might as well add another one coming from, I used to like science a lot. Um, Welcome to the complaining cast. Yeah. Portman, uh, a Portman goat, go check it. And they go into the airlock and it's like potassium, magnesium, chromium, all normal. If it wasn't normal, they'd, they'd slam to the floor choking in, yeah. sec- in less than a second. And they just wander in they, looking at this little device. This isn't like the ghost. What they needed. Sorry, go ahead. He's, he's on a I, roll. I think instead of that little, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was like a, a, you know, an iPhone with a, a, a 3D casing on it, right? So what it looked like. They should have walked in with the ghost detectors from Ghostbusters. <laughs> you know, where the thing goes up and you get all the like little that had been that would have been more believable than an iPhone right. with a case. Yeah. Here's here's what I think, right? Would that scene have been more believable with Buzz Lightyear? Doing his yes. oh, I can't breathe. Okay, Bruh. so so Doom needs to be recast, but instead of the rock, we've got Buzz Lightyear. I'd watch it. In the actual suit. That's oh, different I'd from watch everyone it. else. <laughs> I would so watch but, it. But which Buzz Lightyear? Buzz Lightyear from Toy Story or Buzz Lightyear from the movie that the that the boy watched, uh, that Andy watched in the Toy Story universe? It, it'd have to be Lightyear which from version? Lightyear because if anyone hasn't seen that, watch it. Holy crap. I know, but... W- no, no, but what I'm saying is, which would be a funnier recast? Lightyear from Lightyear or Buzz Lightyear from Toy Story? I'd actually say Lightyear. So I'm leaning towards... Really? I'm I'm leaning towards Buzz from Toy Story. Yeah, well, same. I'd, I'd say Lightyear oh, well. because not only would it be, in this hypothetical situation, more believable, but Lightyear isn't infallible. He makes a lot of mistakes. And yeah, yeah, but what, it'd have to be... He'd, saying is, he'd walk in... With holding a sandwich, but the way that you hold sandwiches think, in the Lightyear film, I think Jamie's Jay's like driving at the aesthetics. Yeah, yeah, I'm going for the funny. Yeah, right? so it'd be Toy Story Buzz Lightyear. Completely. Well, I mean, my my choice would be completely stupid and silly, right? Because the movie's already trying to be too serious. Yeah, I think. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. do movie oh. calm your tits it's not supposed to be that serious <laughs> i wonder if that's why they invented the portman character maybe you know to be this this character that's like pushing to the extremes of every single possible thing that he could do uh you know with like uh, i won't mention the line that he uses or indeed what they call him because both of those things are wrong um and the fact that he's carrying around drugs with him whilst on a mission like a hallucinogenic drug whilst on a mission where he's got to be very serious and calm so 
maybe that's why they invented that character. I think it was just an excuse to have a fight scene in a bathroom. Probably. <laughs> well, also, I say a fight scene, melting most of the scenery. Yeah. Melting the scenery with a gun while The Rock chews the rest of the scenery. <laughs> also, I've been looking at my notes and for ages I've been going, why did I write that? And now I've suddenly realised why I wrote that. So I wrote, monkey hands, and frozen legs. And I was like, why did I write that? <laughs> oh yeah, because Shut up. <laughs> Don't mock me for my weirdness. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, because of the weird skeleton that they had, because it had really big hands and it was frozen. So monkey hands and frozen legs, the ultimate combination. Absolutely. And also for another, I can't remember why, but I also put fool of a took. <laughs> I'm guessing somebody <laughs> dropped something and was loud. I can't remember. <laughs> oh yeah, that'll be um, that'll be go goat when he they they work they're working their way through a uh, an area really quietly. Goat and Reaper are working their way through. They're sneaking through, and they're coming up to these stairs. And Goat kicks a can, and it rolls all the way down the That's stairs, it. all the way down. That's it. That's why I wrote "fool of a took." Yeah, he proceeds to spread strawberry jam all over his arm. After that, that that's was it. Just yeah unnecessary that thing like I get mm-hmm. what they were going for that you know he's very religious and he's like I took the Lord's vain uh, name in vain and it's like you do you do realize that um a lot of Catholics don't do that anymore mm-hmm. it's it's like very I'm not saying that there aren't people out there that do it in Catholicism because you know there are deeply deeply devout um, mm-hmm. Catholics and you know other countries practice their faith in different ways so I'm not saying that but in an American setting yeah no ca- American Catholics or British Catholics don't spread jam on themselves because they took the Lord's name in vain it's just not what they do and it's not practical either it's going to hinder no. his performance he, he should have just done a cactus jack and lopped off his right ear yeah Hi-yah! <laughs> right no. back to it and he's just dribbling <laughs> yeah, it just, it's like yeah like i say i get it you know they're trying to drive home that he is very religious but surely it would have been more effective and less kind of like in your face if he'd literally just you know got his rose rosary or his cross out and just you know mm. you know gave it a little kiss or something or something more subtle other than mm. like oh i'm so macho look at me do this to myself yeah. it's the whole macho thing again and it's just like no don't don't do that with religion it's tacky you're mm. saying that about a doom film <laughs> yeah. that, that's the tacky part in the doom film said, <laughs> yeah, I realise what I'm saying, and I'm sticking by it. <laughs> the ship has sailed. <laughs> I wonder, though, whether, um, and I may be overanalyzing this, but maybe they they did that to show that he was so, like, so deeply into his, his religion oh, and stuff like that. Oh, the later thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so then when he gets up and he makes the sign of the cross... And realizes, I hate the fact that they said this, but realizes that he's turning and would rather kill himself than go through what was going on. Yeah. So I maybe mean, that's it. Yeah, I get, I get that, but it's just, it, it still feels incredibly unnecessary and, and mm. kind of like, again, I'm, I'm not a religious person, but as, 
as someone from the outside looking in, it kind of looks bad on people that are, because there's yeah. going to be, there's going to be, you know, there's always people out there that are going to assume that that's what all people of faith do to themselves. And yeah. that's not great at all. That's, you know, that's like, you know, back in the late 90s, early 2000s, where if a character was gay, they were gay. They had to make it yeah. Re- yeah, very flamboyant kind of camp and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, because there are plenty of, you know, I'm, I'm going to use a gay man as, as an example here, because if you're a lesbian, it, you know, they didn't really use lesbians back in for, for, for jokes back then. So it was always a gay man, I'm, you know, that got the butt of the jokes. Mm. And I just realised what I said again. I'm sorry. Um <laughs> <laughs> But but you know it's it's again it's a misinterpretation. It's like it's giving people who maybe don't engage their brain very often the impression that that's what all gay men are like or all religious people are like. And it's like no, there are plenty of gay men out there that are just like if you met them in a pub, you and you wouldn't know. Unless they told mm. you, oh yeah, I'm 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 gay, because yeah, not not all gay men are flamboyant and very out there, you know. Mm. It's it's just a it's just a gross misinterpretation, and I wasn't here for it. It's it's playing to that stereotype, isn't it? That's mm. what it is. And all stereotypes should be destroyed, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, I, I, I will say that the character of Goat, though, he's got probably the most low key character growth. Or backstory, if you think about it. Because, yeah, it was a bit extreme what he did. But then you learn out that C24, chromosome 24, if you're a good person, you know, it'll enhance your abilities or healing factors and strength. If you're a bad person, you turn into a literal devil. So it makes me think, obviously, he's done something really bad in his past. He found religion and he's trying to better himself. Oh, yeah. No, I did like that little... You know, he, he can't he can't apologize enough for the sins of his past, which you're not told. But it's yeah. sort of like when you think about it, it must be the reason why he does that. You know, he must have done something real bad in the past. But he's trying to make up for it, like, you know. Which going with that sort of train of thought, doesn't that surely poo-poo on the whole Carl Urban's the hero of the story because again he's in the same line of work as everyone else his hands aren't any cleaner are you just telling me that like he 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 blasts his way through jobs and just goes and I'm fine with this because you know like I don't know it just <sighs> I mean I, I, I didn't say that reasoning and lo- the, the reasoning and logic that I just said made any sense Fair. You know, for anyone else but it made sense for good <laughs> Fair, okay, fair. I'm just being, I'm just being a scamp. <laughs> <laughs> you, you raise a good point though, because um, you know Reaper actually says before she, but like the fact that they leap towards, I must inject you with this without any kind of forethought or anything. You're my brother, and if I inject you, you might die. But fuck it, mm. right? <laughs> that's, that's kind of what she does, <laughs> right? And and she and she goes to inject him. Sam goes to inject him, and he says, "Don't! I've done some horrible things." And she goes, "I believe in you." I'm like, "Lady, science doesn't work like that." Yeah, <laughs> you know, the, the, <laughs> this isn't little Nicky with release the gird. <laughs> <laughs> and the flask. 
<laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, you can, you can, you can tell people that you believe in them. It doesn't change them as a person fundamentally. That's the sort of stuff that yeah. takes years of work of bettering mm. yourself, not just a sudden. My sister, who I haven't seen in fifteen years, believes in me. It, yeah, no, it doesn't work that way. It really doesn't. Um, I mean, obviously, yeah, plot it does, but it's still a bit like. Uh, so so mid to <laughs> mid 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 early two thousands bullshittery. Yeah. Written by men who don't quite get how what feelings work. work. <laughs> Speaking of bullshittery, a nice aside, I will say this. One thing that did make me laugh was when you, you had the line, I thought being in the shit was a figure of speech. Get in the goddamn hall, Portman. That just, that made me laugh <laughs> way too much. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. It was, it was, the, del- it was the, the original delivery of the question and then just the rock going, get in the hall. <laughs> yeah. See, uh, another thing as well, um, because I, I made a note of it, was um, an angsty character backstory because plot, and this is to do with <laughs> Reaper and his sister. And it's like, okay, I get it. You need a reason why they haven't seen one another for years. Couldn't it just be that he got to, you know, to 18 years old and went, yeah, I want to join the army. I didn't, mm, I want to yeah, join right. the army. You don't have to be angry. Yeah, you don't have to be mad about angry. it. You can just be like, yeah, no, that's what I want to do. And that's why they haven't seen each other for like, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was like 15 odd years or 10 years, something like mm. that. It's been a long time. And it's like, yeah, you don't have to make it angsty with, oh, our parents died in a horrific way. And you were like, I want to follow in their footsteps. But I was like, no, I can't deal with the trauma. It doesn't have to be that. It doesn't always, you don't always have to have an angsty but. Uh, character backstory to be like to drive the plot it can just be literally yeah no I hit 18 and I wasn't interested in what we you know like my parents were doing I didn't want to follow in their footsteps they gave me their blessing I went and joined the army science bad shooty gun gun good yes I know what the real reason was go on they were it's, it's all to do with mobile phones right they were an apple family and at the at the very young age of whatever Reaper was, someone bought him an Android phone. And then that led to the disaster. So, so many years later, he decided, I can't handle with all these Apple people, I'm going to join the military. It must have been something like that. It can't, it can't have just no. been his parents died. It must have been something more. No. We all know the real reason, and it's the it's the elephant in the room, and I'm going to mention it now. Go on. Clearly, Reaper got really, really embarrassed that his sister refuses to wear a bra. Oh, yeah, Kim, I'm glad that that's a trope that's gone for female characters in movies like that. It's like, oh, you are a, a moderately attractive woman of a certain age. No bra for you. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Movies are usually quite horny, mm. but they have to be like, I don't uh, just I'm glad that for most of the scenes where she's like, She's she's dead center of the scene. She's got the the coat on mm. that covers everything up. Yeah, right? and I'm not trying to be prudish. I'm not trying to be. But what I'm saying is, right? J- 
just, just, I, I don't need to see it, right? If I want to see the boobies, I will Google for the boobies. Exactly. We have I don't the want internet. to see the boobies. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> okay. Speaking as a woman, sorry to interrupt, but speaking oh, as a woman of, you know, who, who has the boobies, now I'm thinking of Steve Harrington going, it's boobies. Uh, <laughs> 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 Thank you, Stranger Things. Thank you for that little nugget. Um, but no, speaking as a woman, it's highly impractical for your boobies to be just flopping about willy-nilly in any sort of situation. Now, if she'd been wearing a sports bra, I would have been on board with that because it's more comfortable. You feel a bit more, you know, It, it's just, yeah, I don't get it. It's like men go, oh, yeah, you got boobies. Just let them flop around. And it's like, no. What if I need to run somewhere? And I'm not saying that, like, you know, She's an all-action girl in that movie, but even before that, she's not wearing a bra. And I've just thought, yeah, but there's got to be times where she's like, oh, we've just made a discovery. I'm going to go and run down and tell my superior, and she's going to go jogging down a hall, boobies flopping, you know, wear a sports bra. <laughs> I, I will say this. Older me, yeah, uh, more experienced, if you can call it that, watching things from this era and before where the the – the the eye candy of the film, the moderately attractive woman with no bras, uh, Jay puts it. It's a bit cringy, and you think, oh, God. And it's the first thing you notice, yeah. right? I'm just going to be honest. The first thing I notice, oh, she's not wearing a bra. And I just, oh, okay, fair enough. I'll just get in with, with the film. Younger me, very appreciative. Older <laughs> me, not very much. Well, yeah, yeah and I get it. <laughs> I get it. They're, they're pandering to a, a certain demographic, and I do get that. But at the same time, it's just like, no, just put her in a sports bra. Yeah. For crying it, out I, loud. I mean, if anything, it just it just sets Duke off, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah. That oh, dude's thirsty. The, the casual incest joke. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. We can retire from podcast. Someone said casual incest. <laughs> but it is. It's just like, oh. You big good chance out, people. <laughs> yeah, sorry. sorry Not a good thing. It's like, it's like the whole thing of, oh, Reaper, you didn't tap that. And it's like, yeah, because everyone's a horn dog like you are. And he's like, and the other dude's like, yeah, it's his sister. And he's like, oh. And it's like, are you saying, oh, because um she's now available and you're not going to be stepping on someone's toes or is it oh um casual incest like it just it getting I'll, I'll, I'll say two things to that one we don't know what attitudes towards sexuality are like 40 years in the future but also it's on mars and there's no ethics so least said about that the better i think oh god <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah no it's like I know Rosamund's uh, blonde, but she ain't a Targaryen. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> you went there. You had to go. Sorry, I had to. Because <laughs> it's like, okay, so we like, you know, going back to the jokey casual incest joke it's like yeah but in recent years because of game of thrones like people have weirdly just started accepting it in in media and i get it like there is 
a reasoning for it and a solid reasoning for it in like Game of Thrones and House of the Dragon because the Targaryens want to keep their bloodlines as pure as possible. And mm. let's be honest, it is reflective of real life and old timey wimey royal families. Yeah. And I get it. But at the same time, it is still. <laughs> yep. Like, I agree. just because we accept yep. it doesn't mean it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> like marmite on toast it's a thing but it's not acceptable oh, my- oh mayonnaise on chicken what are we just gonna try and gross <laughs> each other out now because <laughs> i've got the king of all that if you want an oh. experiment i did <laughs> drop when it comes it. to food drop it like it's hot bro okay turkey rice krispie and a strawberry jam sandwich As a science experiment. It was disgusting, but I was hungry and I made two sandwiches. Six six year old me thinks you're an absolute fucking genius. <laughs> six year old you had ham and bourbon biscuit sandwiches. Wait, that's what? true. <laughs> oh yes. Oh my god, I feel like I don't know you two at all and I've known you for twenty years. What the hell no, no, this is like completely rewritten our friendship history. In, biscuits. In, in, in my defense you? In my defense, right, that was a science experiment because that was a sandwich that was um told to a character in a video game. And I was I was doing a pod with it with someone, and I thought earlier on that day for science I'm going to do it. Yes, I regret it, but I did it. Oh, did you have a burbly belly afterwards? I'm not going to say what happened afterwards. Uh, <laughs> did the toilet look at you funny for a few days? <laughs> well, Will just got back to speaking terms. What the fuck is this, dude? Will just got back to speaking terms. He can deal with curry, but not that. You know, uh, Oh, I'm actually crying a little bit. <laughs> I don't know whether that's from dry heaving or just laughter. It could be both. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh. What are we talking about now? Doom. I, just, Doom. I think we need to get yeah, onto the, like, the FPS bit. <laughs> Oh yeah, Absolutely. everyone's favourite bit. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Now, now that we've grossed each other out, let's oh, yeah. talk about the first uh, person shooter bit, right? Yeah. So yeah. So uh, Sam gives uh, her brother an injection of something that may kill him or may not. She doesn't care because fuck it. Right? She then disappears. He gets up and he's like, I know what I'll do. I'll go a rampaging because, you know, I can. Mm-hmm. Finally doom all the stuff. Yeah, Doom happens in Doom, uh, like an hour and 40 minutes into an hour and 48 minutes of a film. Yeah. <laughs> it oh. is, I liked it. Um, I think the oh, music... Don't get me wrong, it was uh, loads of fun. I think the music they used could have been a bit more heavy metal. I mean, mm. my brain always goes to uh, Duke Nukem, the... Do, do, you know from the playstation era Mm. um but that's where my brain goes with in terms of soundtrack for the for the fps moment but i will say it is a great moment when it happens yeah it's Mm -hmm. so sorry for the f-bomb but it needs to be said so fucking well done i've actually got ways how to improve it 
actually actually improve it and then comically improve it. Oh, so, okay, which one on. do you want to hear first? Uh, comically, because I'm still kind of got the you know a bit of the the giggles. Okay, um, <laughs> put the Benny Hill theme on it <laughs> and speed it up to double speed, one point five speed. Put the Benny Hill film on it. I'm pretty sure it's already been done. I'm going to search for it on YouTube after this, but I'm pretty sure it's already been done. But yeah, put the Benny Hill theme on it. Yeah. And I've got a way to act. Well, it's two things to actually improve it. I think to make it better. Uh huh. First of all, you put, I know it wasn't available at the time, but you put some of the music from Doom 2016 in there. Uh-huh. Um, and you make it so that he doesn't have a weapon, but before he leaves the room, he picks up a Berserk pack. I'm going to well, assume, think... I'm just going to pretend I know what that is because I already told you guys I've never played a Doom game. Okay, a, a Berserk pack, what it does is in-game, it refills your health to 100% and uh-huh. it makes your unarmed strikes eight times more powerful so you can take down enemies in one punch. Which is what Chromosome 24 does to him. Uh, so I reckon right, okay. it's, his gun should have jammed and he should have just battered the hell out of everyone with his bare fists. But yeah, no, like, for two for 2005, wasn't it? The movie came out. Yeah. For 2005, it is a stellar effort. I mean, mm, it's even yeah. like the little bits where when he's walking down the corridor and he sort of looks at his own reflection, like little nods like that, where it's like, yeah, no, it's still Carl Urban that you're technically looking through the eyes of. And it's like, mm. yeah, that kind of helped. And I did like that they kept it very video gamey, where it was one enemy at a time sort of yeah. thing. It's like, yeah, some nice little shots in there. It It was, like I say, 2005, fucking stellar. If it was to mm-hmm. to be done now, it'd be even better. But for a 2005 effort, yeah, great. It was. I I, I think it's one of those movies that I regret not seeing in the cinema because I think I would have loved Same. to have heard like a load of game nerds go yeah when it happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like totally nerding out. <laughs> That'd have been me. Yeah, I mean, like, like I say, I've never played a Doom game. I'm not. Um, first person shooters give me motion sickness. I'm going to be perfectly honest. Um, that's why I don't play them. But I can appreciate that that scene for what it is. Mm. And it's like even I was hyped when I first saw that movie. Whenever it was, I saw it. It was like probably not long after it came out. There, and I was mm. like, oh, okay, this is cool. Oh, this is really fucking cool. Yeah, you know, getting on the whole. <laughs> Like hoorah kind of thing, mm. but yeah, no, definitely need to high five someone. Oh yeah, somebody deserved a high five and a pay rise on that. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You came up with that idea. Here's a high five, Nataka. <laughs> <laughs> you're an adult. If you're if you were any younger, it'd be high five and a bag of M and M's. But it's high five and Nataka because you're an adult. Mate, I'd have a high five and a bag of M and M's. Why don't I have a high five oh, and no. a bag of M and M's? See now, I've already, I've, I've now because of Final Fantasy fourteen and there's a bit of a meme with a song. I now want somebody to re-edit that scene with the big fat tacos, oh big fat tacos, oh big fat tacos, oh big. I'll link you the song afterwards. Next, but. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, now I want that. <laughs> so, just a a real quick thing before I'm I'm going to mention the fight scene at the end because that's another scene that I really like. Um, yeah. If I was Pinky, right, 
and I was given a weapon, which is a pistol and an ST grenade. You know, give him a weapon, give him an ST grenade and, and close the close the door so he can't get through. Those grenades have a big red button on them. If I know it's a grenade, but I'm also, you know, it's it's hinted at, don't push that button. Ain't gonna happen. Yeah, the the, the five year old kid in me is like, ooh, what's that do? Here's the thing with Pinky, right? Just real quick, right? I didn't understand his relationship to the rest of the team. Yeah, because they talk about Pinky as if he's a scientist, right? Because mm. he says, oh, yeah, it's a you know, trans. A trans-dimensional anomaly and it was like what does that mean it means his ass is in another dimension or whatever right oh it, yeah because that's when they they were saying about like when they first used arc technology used that, to be a lot um, yeah yeah like yeah. basically his torso ended up in one place and his ass ended up in another <laughs> but like why i don't get why he was put in charge of if we fail shoot everything and blow everything up right because if it were me right uh, Mac go, goes, here's your gun, here's your, here's your grenade, see you later. I'd be like, right, how do I start the arc thing again? Fly <laughs> through that, but leave a grenade ready to explode behind me. Essentially what Reaper does with the Doom guy, with Sarge, at the end of the movie. I'd do that, but in reverse. Yeah. I'd click the button, jump through, kaboom, hooray! Yeah. <laughs> Pretty yeah, much. Yeah, the, the... Fuck this shit, I'm out. Nope. Also, I yeah, exactly. want to say that the practical slash cg effects for pinky and his wheelchair were pretty awesome i thought that yeah, was, i yeah, thought definitely. that was really inventive i thought it was a really inventive way of having a um a, a disabled character in a, in a movie mm. and it, it didn't really draw attention uh, after, uh, aside from the my ass is in another dimension bit yeah didn't really draw attention to oh but you're the guy in the wheelchair it was just like here he is yeah, yeah. right yeah there's the character deal with it right yeah i really like that yeah no it was cool i liked it and like i say the the, the whole design of his uh wheelchair I, 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 there's no other really word for it um was really cool it was unique it was innovative and it didn't detract from him him as a character it wasn't like this mm. massive focal point of like yes his his ass ended up somewhere across the universe it's yeah. just like yeah this is a thing and this is what they did to me so that i can still live my life cool isn't it and then that mm -hmm. was it mm. yeah yeah because yeah. there's so many other examples of people in wheelchairs being in films where the wheelchair defines the person yeah yes. yeah it, it's it's the same with any sort of um I, would, I don't want to say disability because of what I'm about to say after that. It's the same with any any sort of person. It's like, you know, oh, this character's gay. That's all they are. That's that's their personality. Yeah. They are gay. Or this person is trans. That's it. That's their personality. They are trans. Or You, you know what I mean? It's like, no. There's, there's no fleshing are... out of the character. Exactly. It's just, it's just one thing and that's them. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, no, because that's, that's, that's a detriment to that community. You're not yeah. showing them as a person. You're just showing them as like gay, trans, disabled, so on and so forth. And it's like, no, don't do that. They're people. Mm. Write them as people. Yeah. It annoys me. <laughs> <laughs> It was cool though when he turned into a demon though, and his like oh, yeah. wheelchair was thrashing about. Oh, that was cool. That was really cool. I like that. The unique use of that chainsaw. Yeah, I, I, yes, I did like it when he, he the, the chainsaw hit the 
the spinal column sort of section of the wheelchair mm. and then the wheelchair toppled and one of the wheels was spinning but the other one wasn't yeah no that was Genius that was that was, that was a nice little attention to detail i like that and the fact that i think in that entire sequence pinky was the most oh God, what's what's the phrase he that that pinky demon was the most devastating as in it was the most brutal because yeah. he was grabbing at his leg you know, he kicked it off and then he put a, a clip for his pistol in its mouth. It mm. chomped down, the clip went through the top of its mouth and it was still going. Yeah, it was so really So it's like, it's the most it ferocious. Like, yeah, it was going yeah. hell for leather. And it was cool that they gave uh, Pinky that, um, again, with him being um, disabled. It's like, oh, yeah, we're not going to make it so that it's easy because you know when he was human he was disabled it's like yeah no we're gonna add on to that and make him like the first kind of like oh shit character might actually be yeah. in peril here yeah mm-hmm. you know but oh. plot armor so we're fine <laughs> yeah of course Speaking of plot armor, the fight scene at the end of the movie. Uh, can, yeah. can I just mention one really quick line that I like beforehand and how I change it? Just real quick, I think for the better. Um, there's, a, there's a part where they get back to Earth and it's sort of like everyone dies. You know, it's a quarantine, everyone's got to die, blah, blah, blah. And Kid comes back and says, I found a load of people. They're okay, they're just scared. And Sarge asked, did you take care of him? And he went, no. And he says, go to hell. And he shoots Kid and he kills him, essentially. Now, the line that that The Rock says is, mutinous insurrection is punishable by death. Trying, you know, chewing the scenery, trying to be really intimidating. Yeah. For my money, it should be, mutinous insurrection is punishable by booping the snoot. And he wanders over, he boops him on the nose once, and then Kid just explodes. That's how I think I'd make that scene better. Booping of the snoot's too powerful. You know. My my brain is very weird. It's fair enough, mate. We already knew that. <laughs> I'm just confirming it at this point. It's alright, yeah. Just in case people weren't aware. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. The, so that the, final fight. Yeah, the fight scene. <laughs> um I enjoyed it. I thought I thought it was good that it didn't become this whole like how, how am I going to word this like wrestling match? Yeah, but also like there was kind of like a level of respect for one another because they could have just easily just had a shootout, but they were like, "Now nah, we're going to go toe to toe." Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I like that. Yeah, yeah, it was a nice way to do that because it was because they literally how many rounds you got left? One. How many you got left? Like a couple. Okay, <laughs> right. Oh, I'm gonna beat you up. I, I like that. Yeah, yeah, and it mm. it because like obviously during that, um, Sarge the Rock's character is he, he's mutating throughout it, like mm-hmm. yeah. very subtly. It's like little subtle changes, and then obviously they'll zoom in on like his hand or something, and it's like, oh, oh okay, yeah, this is a thing that's really ramping up now. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I like the whole lead up to it, you know, 
as we said early on, if um, on your first watch, Sarge being the, in quotations, bad guy, um, is a shock. It's like, ooh, twist. But again, if you watch it for a second time, you'll notice that it's like pretty much planted early on that he's he's having that descent. Um, and it's definitely ramped up with the, um, you know, the whole, oh, I said we're going to quarantine this place. Me, me, me. And he like goes and murders a bunch of people, like innocent people. Um, mm-hmm. And like, I kind of get where he's coming from in a weird way. Because it's like, well, he's got protocol to follow, which yeah. is contain, contain contamination, blah, blah, blah. And I get it. But at the same time, it's like, dude, that's brutal. They were all yeah. unarmed. Like, yeah, I get you've got to quarantine the situation. But did you have to straight up murder them? No, no, you didn't. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the the, think, the end fight scene was really cool. I, I think to your point though, Lulu, I think maybe um it was meant to 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 give you this feeling of ambigu- ambiguity. Ambiguity. Mm-hmm. Ambiguity. Yeah. Um I, so then you're like, Well Yeah, right? I can English. Ambiguous feelings, there you go. Yeah, right. To to give you that feeling of ambiguity because like um like where does where do the orders stop? Yeah. And where does he start, right? Yeah. Because like would he would he technically have murdered all those people if his hand wasn't um pushed or his hand wasn't whatever, whatever the phrase is, right? Um if he if he wasn't told you know, contain, fix, sort, like if he wasn't told that, would he have would he have murdered all those people? Would he have murdered all those people if he had not have found out that they were all gonna get that 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 extra chromosome and go crazy and kill each other, right? Mm-hmm. Would he have done it? Where where I think, like I said, I think it 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 feels like it needed a little bit more thought to actually bring it out mm-hmm. and actually point yeah. it out to people. Look, this is moral ambiguity. But I feel like there there was the seed there of something that could have been a moral ambiguity question, a little bit of philosophy in your um, shooty bang bang shooting demons on Mars, kiss the gun and um, make them cry or whatever. Mm. Um, movie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> steady on. Point and shooty. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> but like there was, I feel like there could have been the seed of something that the if the ending wasn't so rushed, they could have had like him sort of like Reaper sort of sit there at the end and go wait. Am I the bad guy because I killed the bad guy? Or was he pushed to become that? And, you know, a whole bunch of other stuff could have maybe fallen out of that. But it was an hour and 48 minutes and they were like, oh, we've got to roll the credit soon. Uh, just take a look at the elevator. Yeah. There is, there is one part in that fight, and this just shows how weird I am. There's one part in that fight that I really love, and I could watch a gif of this over and over again. Mm-hmm. And it's, I can't remember what, what exactly he hits him with, but there's a part where... Sarge's character is getting more powerful and he hits Reaper in the face with something and Reaper goes flying backwards and he's knocked for six. So it's sort of like, oh, Jesus. And then he gets grabbed and thrown. It's just that reaction of, you know, Reaper's got this C24 in him. He's very powerful. You know, he's got healing powers and he's he's gotten really stronger, a lot stronger. Mm. But Sarge hit him and he hits the deck and it's sort of like you can see in his face what he's thinking is, oh, fuck. And it just makes me laugh every time because it's, it's like he's not 
he's not a superman he's just been hit and it's going to take him a second to get back up and, and get from it you know get up from it it just really makes me laugh it's sort of like ding oh shit and he's trying to get up and he's dragged up and thrown so like he's being overpowered I'm not saying it's more true to life, but it's it's sort of like it's more believable that he gets yeah. hit and he's not instantly back up. He doesn't no sell it, you know that kind of thing. Also, watching that end fight scene, I was ex- expecting like because of the boys. <laughs> I was expect like because again, I I hadn't seen that movie in years and couldn't remember the like the end fight scene. But I really wanted the the rock to just like chin him and for Carl Urban to have his um his Billy Butcher I I'm a hard, double hard bastard and I love this kind of <laughs> grin on his face like yeah hit me more <laughs> I can do this all day yeah yeah I know <laughs> but yeah that, I, I was waiting for that moment and then I was like no this isn't the boys and this isn't Billy Butcher this is another character but oh the boys I love Billy Butcher <laughs> <laughs> they should reshoot Doom where they send all the superheroes from the boys to Mars and see what happens oh god yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that'd be funny I'd watch that I think I, I would I'd, as well I'd, I'd, I didn't see I'd, much I'd... of the boys but I think oh I'd you that. need to you need to it's great you really should you really should season 3 was amazing <laughs> you totally should Squidge mm-hmm. you totally should just because I think each season, um, and I was sort of veering off a little bit. Each season, um, Carl Urban just like gets more and more unhinged with Billy Butcher. Mm-hmm. Like his yeah. facial expressions are gold. <laughs> <laughs> they are gold. <laughs> he's, he's evolved from smell the fire acting. Obviously. Yes, very yeah. much, very much. God, there was quite a bit of smell the fire acting in Doom. Yeah. To be fair, <laughs> mostly coming from the Rock, because <laughs> he was really trying not to do the people's eyebrow. Bless him. You could see it every now and again, like his Straight eyebrow would twitch. See. Yeah, yeah, it'd be like this little twitch. He's like, "Don't do it, don't do it." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not being paid to raise my eyebrow. Don't do it. It's, yeah. it's yeah. giving the fans what they want. I'm not getting paid for it. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> That's one million doll oh. hairs for every eyebrow raise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we've talked about the Doom movie for this Spooptober episode. Squidgy, give me a Doom. Doom. Oh, mate. No, no, give me a doom. Doom! New text message to Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> so, we've talked about the movie, we've run through some of our ideas and gone on way too many tangents, but what we like to do with these movie episodes is we like to kind of, we don't usually rate stuff, but we do rate stuff on the movie ones, because we want to know what everyone thinks of the movie, right? We have three possible ratings and three criteria that we rate them on. So there's love it, which is the best, try it, which is nee, and fling it into a tree, which is the worst, right? So those are your three rating choices. And your three categories are as an action horror movie, as a video game movie, and as a movie which represents the Doom 
canon or indeed first person shooter video games or whatever it is that you can connect to doom as a, a video game so imagine someone has never played doom say like lulu um do you think it represents the property of doom now i realize this is going to be a difficult one for you lulu i do apologize but let's see where we go right so let's start with squidge because then that gives lulu a chance to sort of come up with some answers so squidgy Mm-hmm. Uh, and we go around the go around the table per category, right? So Squidgy, as a horror action shooty bang bang, shoot the gun, kiss the gun, make the gun cry movie. What would you say? Love it. Okay. Absolutely love it. Because of all of the things that are so bad it's good, but also the fact that there's very little CG in this, it's all practical effects. So it's guys in rubber suits. I cannot applaud movies enough that decide to do that. Because CG is just so easy just to go, oh, we'll just CG it. No, get someone in who can put put you in a suit, you look scary, you run around, you go, no, 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 and then get blown up. You know, it's just practical effects is king as far as I'm concerned. So Doom is a really good example of it. And the whole movie is so bad that it's good, I would say love it. Three out of four BFGs, certainly. I like it. I like it. What about you, Lulu? As an action horror movie? Um, Yeah, I'd say love it. I mean, it does exactly what it says on the tin. Is it groundbreaking in terms of plot and, you know... No, it's not. But... <laughs> but it does exactly what it says on the tin, which is it gives you, you know, some macho gunfighting and demons and, you know, the practical effects, like, I will always love practical effects with a little bit mm. of a CG tidy up over pure CG. Um, so, yeah, love it. Nice. Okay. 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 Uh, yeah, I think, I think I'm, I'm falling into the same category as both of you. Um, I'm all about this movie as an action horror movie. It is like, if you line it up with other action horror movies of the time, say your Resident Evil, your, um, you know, like I can't even think of any that came out in 2004, 2005, but like if you, if you line it up with those kinds of movies that came out, then the run around and shoot, we've got a little bit of a mystery to solve. There's lots of shooting. There's lots of um, people walking around being all testosterone and all that kind of stuff. I think it, 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 it holds up quite well. And I think it holds up very well compared to the rest of the other films at the time. So I would say, yeah, definitely love it. It's, it is, it is a lot of fun, right? If you've got, got two hours to waste and you want to watch some people walk around a set and shoot uh, people in rubber monster suits you can do a whole lot worse yeah definitely check out the mm. yeah okay so as a video game movie right so someone comes to you and says i've never played a video game in my entire life and i want to watch doom does it represent a good video game does it represent what you think a video game movie should be does it have that thing does it have the will it make the person who watches the movie go play video games and go oh actually this isn't quite bad so as a video game movie love it try it fling it into a tree squish <laughs> the the last half an hour of the film is doom the rest of it right. is uh, elongated investigation um as an as a Doom video game movie, I'd still say I love it because 
when you're not full-blown action sequences, because there is a few before the ending, it's it's very sort of campy and people are chewing the scenery and there's there's weird humour in there. There's all sorts to have a chuckle at and what have you. I'd still say it's a good Doom film. It's definitely, I'd say so far out of all the ones we've watched that are video game movies, I'd say this is the strongest one to definitely watch, despite, you know, if you like Doom or not, with it being so bad that it's good. This is definitely a really good Doom film, in my opinion. Um, so I'd say love it. Again, three out of four BFGs, this one for me. Okay. All right. Uh, Lulu, same question. What do you reckon? I would say from someone who's never played Doom and again explaining my reasoning why is that uh, FPSs give me motion sickness. I mean, I get motion sick doing certain fights on FF14, so it's not just FPSs. I would say try it. I would definitely, okay. like, for me, again, going into it, not really knowing anything about Doom other than it is an FPS and that there's monsters and it's set in space. I think if you were looking for a video game movie to watch, this is definitely one of them to watch because it is, from my understanding, pretty faithful to it, especially in that last half. Um, but... I would also say watch the first Resident Evil movie. Don't watch the others, just the first one. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of like, it's definitely in the try it realm for me. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah, I think I think for me, as a video game movie, it's a try it for, for sure. Um, mm. You know, you, you'll never be able to capture the interactivity of, you know, moving a character around and shooting things as you want to. But I, I feel like for the same reasons that both of you brought up, especially that last half an hour of the movie, it's just, it is Doom. I think it, it tried to go in the directions that Doom 3 went in and tried to go in the directions that the later Doom games went in, where they went, hey, wouldn't it be great if instead of just running around shooting stuff, we gave you a little bit of story as well? Mm. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it, yeah, try it. Absolutely. Hmm. So then, the la- so then the last question, the last criteria, is the hardest one, especially I feel like uh, for for Lulu. But uh, we'll we'll come to you. I think we'll come to you last if that's all right, Lulu. Yeah, no, that's fine. Give quite- you a little bit more thinking time. So, as a Doom movie in the canon of Doom, right? So, Squidge, it is a Doom movie in the storyline, the extended universe of the Doom universe of video games. Where do you sit with it? Fling it into a tree, followed by the chainsaw, followed by um, blasts from the chain gun, and then shoot it with the BFG into dust, and then fire that dust into space, and then follow that by a few more BFG shots. So you're a fan then? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. Just no. Okay. Is your answer to this one. It's got negative four stars. I would shoot this shit with a BFG until there was nothing left fling it into a tree and extra. So yeah, (laughs) other two fine, but in a very fun way because it's, yeah, it's, it doesn't meet the criteria for it, but it is a laugh. So I do it with a smile on my face at the very least. Fair enough. Which makes no Um, sense. I think for me, (laughs) (laughs) I think for me, because like I said, we'll come to the last, give her a little bit more time to think about it. Um, For me, 
you have to remember that the original Doom game itself had a very simple storyline. You're a space marine, and the whole thing has been taken over by demons. Go kill them, and then we'll fill in some storyline as you go along. But the storyline is what happens next. It's not really how you got here. Doom 3 tried to change that by having some, like, lead-in stuff, where they open a gate to hell and things like that, and stuff. But I feel like that wouldn't have been... I mean, I may be wrong, because I haven't actually seen Doom Annihilation yet, but I feel like that would have been harder to pull off as a movie. Yeah. But I know that in Doom Annihilation, you end up going through with the character to hell, and stuff like that. Shooting demons on Mars while heavy metal players over top. So... Maybe it was just it was just not on the cards for the budget of 2004 because they'd have made it in 2004. You see, they released it in 2005, mm-hmm. but obviously the principal photography would have been 2004. So, yeah. with all of that as as a as a as a, a background to it, I feel like it's worth at least trying it, right? Because Doom itself has never really had a strong story. A lot of people put their own feelings and thoughts into, oh, well, you know, running through and and I've read the novelizations and and, and Doom 3 and the latest Doom with loads of story searching for energy. But, like, as a version of Doom the video game, the movie, I think it's worth your time. Mm. I really do. What do you think, Lulu? So I did try and do a little bit of research into Doom before watching the movie. And um, I know that, again, this is other people's opinions and I'm I'm not letting them sway my opinion of it. Um, but I know that some people's opinions of the, fr- of the video game franchise is that they were a bit upset that the monsters in the movie weren't demons from hell because that's quite a big thing in the franchise as far as I'm aware. Yeah. And... Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I can understand why fans would be upset. And I think it would have been interesting for the time if it was, um, you know, hell instead of, oh, this is just an infection of sorts because, Mm. you know. (sighs) However, I think doing it the way that they did made the movie accessible to a new audience. It's like, yeah, we're taking elements of the Doom video game franchise, but we're also giving it in in a in a very loose, and I say this very loosely, we're giving it new lore so that people that have only ever heard of the video game and never played it can sort of walk into it and be like, okay, cool, they're kind of catering to me and my dumbass. Um, <laughs> um, so. I'm going on a tangent here. I'm losing what I'm trying to say. My brain's going, you want to say this? You want to say this? Welcome to my world. Yeah. (laughs) I think overall, it's definitely one of those movies that it does what it says on the tin. Like you said, Jamie, if you've got a couple of hours to kill and you don't really want anything super involving, then this is a good movie to watch in terms of a video game movie it's not one of the best in my opinion i i much prefer the first resident evil movie and i don't know a lot of people have Mm. griped with that movie and i get it but the first resident evil movie will ignore the rest because what the hell happened (laughs) (laughs) what the hell happened but the first resident evil movie they took a lot of good points from 
the first video game and they gave it a little bit of a new twist. So again, it was like fans of the franchise could be like, oh, that happened in the video game. But also people that had never played it could be like, oh, this is cool as fuck. So I think that's what they did mm. with the, the Doom movie. And I think it's going to be another try it. Sweet. Yeah. Sorry, I, I kind of rambled a little bit there, but yeah, um, no yeah, yeah. It, it's de- it's definitely it's definitely one of those movies that I would say, yeah, if you just want to be entertained for an hour and a bit, watch Doom. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Okay, um, so okay, so that's our thoughts on Doom. What I would love for people to do is for people to come and tell us what their thoughts of Doom are. So if you're on Twitter, if you're on Facebook, if you're on our Discord. Come along and tell me. The folks on the Discord, you're listening to this right now. Tell me. I mean, we're not doing it live, but even so, tell me what you think <laughs> of the Doom movie. <laughs> What's in the box? No. Oh, God. What's in the box? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, come on. Tell me what you think of the movie. Let me know. Let us know. I, I, I really want to know what people think of this movie because I feel like it's. For a lot of people, I feel like it's something that they sort of saw once or twice and discarded out of hand. Oh, it's a video game movie. It must be crap. Mm. But actually, it's you know, yeah, all right. It's not the world's greatest piece of cinema, but as a great as a piece of um, of ex- escapism, I think it's pretty good. And it, like like you both said, it captures some of the things of Doom in it, right? And even John Carmack has said it's not not going to win any. It would never win any Oscars, but you know. It, it's pretty fun. It captures the spirit. I kind of agree with him. So let us know. Quick little thing. Um, just sorry. Yeah. Uh, uh, just just before I finish, a quick little thing. If you get the DVD in the special features of the DVD, there is I think it's a ten to fifteen minute video of John Carmack giving you ideas, skills, and tips to play through Doom Three. It's how to play it, but read by John Carmack. If you have the chance to actually watch that do it because it is hilarious and we're talking doom 3 before like having the light on every weapon you know, duct tape modern the, the remake and what have you if you have a chance mm-hmm. to track that down and watch it it's well worth a watch because it's hilarious the dude is hilarious i just thought i might sneak out I, I had to mention it because it is really good the little oh, special God. feature uh, yeah. Sort of like a final thought from me, if you will. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lulu's final thought. Um, in terms of early 2000s video game movies, and there were a few at the time you had, like I said, I've already mentioned Resident Evil. There was also Final Fantasy The Spirits Within. Mm. There wasn't there wasn't any solid uh, video game movies for a long time before that because we had like, Street Fighter and um, yeah, we mentioned the uh, Super Mario Brothers movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> again, the Super Mario Brothers movie, the nineties one, uh, entertaining but not great. Um, Blade Runner for kids, <clears throat> pretty much. Um, I think I think these movies, these three, because um, we're not going to talk about the House of the Dead franchise because good lord <laughs> that's that's a can of worms i'm not getting into right now but well, you don't have to, three, we've already done that right thank god thank you <laughs> <laughs> but these three movies resident evil final fantasy spirits within doom they they started paving the way for bringing video games into another medium 
Yeah. And I think it's important that people go back and watch them and see how far we've come along where now mm. we, we're getting like regular Resident Evil series. We're getting more stuff to do with video. The Witcher series. I know that the, the series is more based on the books, but a lot of people know the Witcher series from the video games. So I think I think it's definitely an important stepping stone in video games branching out into other media and yeah you should go back and watch them see see their humble beginnings of the early 2000s yeah to go from you know oh god a video game movie this is going to be crapped in nowadays i can't believe they cast this person for this part yeah you know it doesn't seem to fit it's the same as like comic book movies you know um you look at some of the 90s attempts at comic book movies and they were uh-huh. let's, let's be honest they were dog shit there's no other way to put it but then you go back and watch the first x-men movie from the early 2000s and it's like was it brilliant no but it's a it's, it was a cornerstone for what we have now it's a start the mcu yeah uh, you need to go back and see the humble beginnings to see how far we've come so yeah that that's that's my final thought I like it. I like it. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. We wouldn't have, we wouldn't have the game, the the video game movies now that people are kind of enjoying, and the superhero movies now that people are enjoying. If we didn't have these ones and the ones before that, so mm-hmm. yeah. And and if if you haven't seen any video game movies in the past, this is a good one to start on. I think, like you said, right? Let's not talk about Super Mario Brothers. Let's not talk about the House of the Dead because we already did. Let's not talk about Street Fighter because we already did. But if you want to go back and listen to those ones, totally do. But um, yeah, <laughs> you, you need to you need you start with this one. I think. Yeah, you're right. Start with this one hmm. and work your way forward. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, this one is pretty good. It's it's a if you. I've said this about the Super Mario Brothers movie, right? Squidge said it's Blade Runner for kids, right? If you take the license out of the the movie, Super Mario Brothers movie kind of is a bit fun and it's a bit family friendly and all that kind of stuff. With this one, right, you could take the the property away and it would still be as good. Oh, yeah. It's no no Hardcore Henry, right? Because Hardcore (laughs) Henry has that first-person shooter sort of run around. The whole movie is that, right? Yeah. It's not that and it's not... Um, people just walking around going, oh, we need to solve the video game thing. and It's none of that either. It's it's this lovely sort of thing that sits in between the two. So I guess, you, yeah, you're absolutely right. Go watch the movie. You, you could almost say that game. Doom, again, like you said, take away the property of Doom. It's almost like Alien Light. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah definitely. Mm-hmm. Just without sexy looking xenomorphs. Steady on. Yes. Steady on. That's true. (laughs) That will be in the bonus episode. (laughs) So, so, (laughs) but what we'll say is we've. We're running low on time, is what I'll say. So, yeah. So, uh, Lulu, um, do you want folks to be able to find you and not in person? I mean, like online and stuff and talk to you and say hello and say, Lulu, you're awesome. Let's talk video games. Yeah, no, don't find me in person. It's really <laughs> awkward when that happens. <laughs> I, uh, I'm, 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 I'm socially inept. Please don't come find me in person. Cause I'll just stand there and cry or scream and be like, I needed a doll. Uh, but yeah, no, <laughs> I would. I'd be like, eh. 
Um, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing at myself now. Just going. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Lulu underscore Crossaria and on Twitch, uh, Lulu underscore Crossaria. Are you seeing a theme here? Uh, basically, <laughs> yeah. you want to find me, search that up, you'll find me. Just not in person, for the love of God, not in person. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, well, I mean, I've enjoyed talking Doom with you, Lulu, and I always enjoy talking with both of you because you're both amazing. Doom! 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 Absolutely. Um, but if you've made it this far, definitely check out the wafflingtailors.rocks. That's our website. We're on Twitter, waffling-tailors. Uh Facebook, waffling-tailor. Again, he's spotting a theme. There will be a link in the show notes to join our Discord. Come and say hello because all three of us are there. So, you know, and there are, there, it's not just us three, there are other people as well. Um, do say hello. And uh, yeah, Squidgy, any, any final last minute thoughts before we cut off? I. After Doom came out, I bought a replica of the BFG, a little model, and the stand it was on wasn't that good really, but it was there. And my one and only regret from collectibles is that it's been moved, not by me, over the years, and the two parts that were extendable, I'm guessing it was for the, the heat sinks, because the, the gun itself overheated and what have you, they were snapped off. And that is my biggest regret because I've got a movie collectible that's damaged. Mm. And it really annoyed me. But it was the BFG from the film. Because mm. I enjoyed the film that much. So that's my final thought. I'm annoyed that someone broke my toy. I'm sorry to hear that, Squidge. Mm. I really am. I guess with that sad note, let's roll, <laughs> let's roll the credits. <laughs> 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 We're talking about Doom 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 I'm gonna sing the Doom song now. Doom 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 New ringtone right there. <laughs> Say it again, Eddie, and they can cut it out. <laughs> All right, I'm not oh. running this. You are. You want me to run it, but you want to do the 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 setup, do you? No, I just no. got the notes up, so I know what the fuck we're talking about. Hey, Jimmy, why don't you do everything? Okay, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll okay. do everything. <laughs> Sweet. Last slave die of broken fucking legs. <laughs> <laughs> Intro music is Among the Stars by Muse Station Productions. 
Outro music is I Need You Watashi no Sabate by GH. Spoiler break music is Spectrum Subdiffusion Mix by Phonics. Palette cleanser music is Breathe Deep, Breathe Clear by Siobhan Daguet. See the show notes for more details.